So welcome everybody. Uh, today we have an amazing panel of FSD beta testers with us that have graciously accepted to come talk to us about their experience. They've had FSD beta 10, the latest version, for about five days, five and a half days, depending if they, they stayed up to, to get the download uh, last Friday. And yeah, we're here to hear their, their thoughts, the good, the bad, and the weird about FSD beta 10, a version that Elon Musk said was going to be uh, mind-blowing. So, and then later on, we'll take your questions from the audience. You'll be able to call in. So just wait for that. And uh, yeah, let's get started. How's everybody doing? Doing well. Doing well. I want to, hey, real quick, I want to remind everybody when we start this, that uh, this is not a private platform. There's probably people from mainstream news outlets listening. So just don't forget we're all under NDA to be careful about what we share. <laughs> yes. Thank you for the reminder. It's always a concern. I got hit up yesterday or a couple days ago by somebody from one of the, one of the, um, one of the mainstream outlets trying to get information. I just didn't respond. Um, and they, and they had previously been in some Twitter spaces we've had. So there's people looking to snipe anything they can have to attack. Yeah. Thanks a lot for the reminder. Yeah. Let, let's keep, uh, whatever you guys can share publicly, because as you know, this is being recorded and an episode will be published out of this. If there's any, uh, faux pas and you need something removed, just make sure you DM, and we'll, we can edit it out uh, of the uh, of the final episode. So, how about we get started? Uh, uh, who wants to go first? Maybe we go as you showed up, Kim. You want to tell us about your experience? You just posted recently a nice speaking behavior. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, I I mean, my experience with ten hasn't been the same. I don't think as as others. Um, uh, I, I've had some, some areas that have been a problem from day one, but for me, 10 presented some new things that it hadn't been doing. Um, the main one, which was in one, the video that Fred uh, hyperlinked in his electric article, um, was that my car is no longer recognizing diagonal cross traffic. Like if I'm at a, um, a, a light that is, that is on the diagonal and the, and the oncoming traffic is coming like say from the right diagonally. It just, it, it doesn't recognize those cars. It sees them. It there, it's in the visualization, but um, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't recognize them. So I've had to intervene every time. Um, I've actually, uh, I went through the, my loop about five times so far and I've just decided that I'm not going to do it again until um 10.1 to see if any of the issues have been addressed, at least not, not put it on YouTube because I've done two already. Um, but other than that, um, the peaking behavior at first was pretty bad. The same. Maybe, I mean, maybe you can, sorry, maybe you can explain a little bit peaking. Sure. Sure. So I have a lot of um, very tight um, streets um, I live in an old colonial town where the, the the buildings and the houses and stuff are right on the sidewalk. And so um, when I'm trying to make a left on, on a, onto a street, on a one-way street, I have a lot of one-ways. So I'm on a one-way street making a left onto a one-way street. My car has to peek around the corner 
to see if it can go. And there's an obstruction in the way. There's a house or a fence or a row of shrubs or whatever, whatever it is. And, um, you know, human beings have to deal with this also. And you just have to creep forward slowly until you can kind of see around the corner and then you decide when it's safe to go. Um, so what I have found across all the iterations, because, you know, we've been, I've been driving this for almost a year now, is that, um, I mean, it's significantly improved, um, but it seems like they're still trying to figure out the, um, the timing, the cadence, the how much it should, how fast it should go when it's when it's pulling forward. Like for me, it's doing it too fast a lot of times, and I'm not sure I can trust what it's doing. Like for me to be comfortable, it needs to go slower. Um, and right now, it does this successfully on this build about 50% of the time of the drives that I've done so far. Today, I did it twice. It failed once and it did it the second time perfectly. Um, and it's been the same, you know, in a lot of, of the places that I go. Right-hand turns that are blind, it has a little bit more room to see and it does much better. But left-hand turns, um, it's not it's not quite as good. But today's was absolutely perfect. I posted a um, a link to, or a, a, a clip of it on on Twitter earlier. Um, so I just feel like that that's something that they're still kind of working out the details, but I've seen it do it correctly. I think they're going to get it. It's just they're still refining it. Yes. And by the way, if you click on the FSD beta testers profile, they, are, they probably have their uh, Twitter handle there. So you can follow them on Twitter. And all of them have also a YouTube channel where you can actually go and see those clips, full length clips. So I just wanted to mention that. Well, well, thanks, Kim. So, so basically, this new creeping, peaking behavior is has been fifty percent successful. But before on version ten, but before it was like totally not doing it. I mean, it would do it. It's always it has done it. It's just not been very consistent at all. It's still not consistent. Um, but I can I can see improvement. I can see like because because one time it does it great, the next time it. It doesn't, it's like, it's like, they're still, it's like a dance, you know, and they're like trying to figure out like what the best, you know, way to do it is like, I, like the way that my car did it today, the way that it turned toward the left, it was like, it, I felt like it was getting itself into a good position, the cameras in a good position to be able to see down the street. And I was looking at the, um, at the visualization to see what it could see. And but it needs for me personally to feel safe doing it. It has to go slow enough to where I can, um, you know, tell what's going on myself. I mean, a human driver has to lean forward in the same um, in the same situation. And so the car is essentially leaning forward and it's learning to do it in a way that um, that isn't jarring to me and isn't jarring to oncoming traffic, basically. Because sometimes it does it and it and the re, and I intervene and I call it a failure because I intervene because it it what I consider like lurching out, like it's like going for it a little too aggressively, where I can't tell if it's just peaking or if it's just gonna flat out go. You know? So for me to feel comfortable, it needs to do it a little bit more um cautiously, if that makes sense. But anyway, it it does it, it's been doing it, it's just, you know, I can just tell that each time they're they're working on different things but i think they're going to get it eventually 
Okay, thanks for sharing. Uh, John, uh, how about you next? Tell, tell us about your experience with uh, in the last five days, how, it, how it's changed from the previous nine. Yeah, um, I would say overall, um, I think probably the biggest differences that I've noticed um, overall good um, have been really probably the, um, and how it like makes left and right turns. Uh, a lot of times, um, I'm noticing it actually like as it's peaking out and more importantly, as it actually goes through the turn, there would be times where I like I'd make a left turn and sometimes it actually would cut into the other lane if there's like two lanes moving over. But I'm noticing it actually is like observing a lot more. Um, and I don't know, I think obviously that's probably because of the pure vision, but in in 10.0 versus like the 9.2, it just was not observing and making corrections as much real time. Um, those are probably like the biggest things that I've seen. Um, and I actually feel like in, in my opinion, at least what I've noticed is it seems like the breadth of what it's able to do, um, there's just more scope of that. Uh, whereas before it felt like a little bit maybe uh, more limited versus like the, you know, V10 has just been, um, it's able to do more, it handles it a little bit more uh, aggressively and more assertive. Like it's just making turns a little bit quicker and then it's like speeding up, you know, uh, whereas in the past, it again, is just that like little 16 year old um, new driver that's just kind of like making all these, um, you know, peeking out a little bit. But again, it's just, it just seems a lot more assertive and again, making more real time corrections and decisions. But there, you know, there are still edge cases like the other day I did, I did hit a, a curb that I thought it was going to see. Um, and so I kind of gave it the benefit of the doubt. And so that was kind of, again, on me. Um, but I would probably just say that that's what I've, I've felt is just that it, it does feel like there's more breadth of scope of what it's able to handle versus of the past. Like, I think a lot of times there was more just disengagements uh, versus now I do feel like there's more things that um, I feel more comfortable letting it handle versus just taking over. Um, so that's probably like, again, it's probably the bridged version, but that's what I've is this common like other beta testers feel free to unmike and just and just talk don't wait for your turn please is this been your experience uh, overall well i opened my mic so nobody else did so uh, first of all i just want to say I, I think that john and kim described it accurately i'll say today was my first day driving it just so i haven't had as much experience but i did get an unprotected left video out today because it seemed like that's all anybody wanted to see from me I think the point I wanted to make is, to me, this is very clearly 9.3, not 10.0. I think when Elon was talking about 10.0 with the dual stack and all the things were coming a few weeks back, that didn't get released last week. I think something happened. They said, hey, let's take a little bit more time on that. Let's release this. And they said, well, shit, we got to call it 10.0 now. So I think they just called it 10.0. This did not deserve a, a version change increment from 9 to 10, in my opinion, uh, from observations there's there's no functional change really there's just an incremental change uh so i'm treating this as 9.3 and not expecting the mind-blowing thing elon was talking a few weeks about i think they're referring to that as 10.1 now i think it'll be ironic if we get a, a version uh 10.0 something and they're not quite to 10.1 yet just because they kind of messed up their own naming numbers uh my unprotected lefts i will just say i did not loop um so there was an improved behavior there it actually attempted to turn left I had mixed results. It did aggressively try to cross. Uh, there are some scenarios where it does not know how to fit into a gap. 
if it can see a nice gap on both sides, it succeeded uh, twice today uh, in multiple scenarios. So I'm going to give it credit for progress there. Um, my most important thing is vision with the cameras, being able to see far enough. And then, of course, if there are uh, corner case scenarios with obstructions, it creeping is safe enough, uh, you know, to get a good view. Uh, but we'll work that out and we'll see how it goes. But I, th I think the, uh, the other testers were accurate. My experience has been similar to Chuck's with the suggestion that this is more of a 9.3. I drove, so I've driven it because of the insane Starbase road trip I was on. I've driven it on side streets in Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, Las Vegas, Nevada, um, and here in California. So I've got to try it in quite a bit of different road instances. And overall, for me, it's been one of those two step forward, one step backwards builds. Um, the biggest things I noticed was some mistakes it was making that were not present at all in 9.2. Um, there was definitely some aspects that I saw improvements, but there were some more major things I noticed that, like, you know, it was missing moving into the right lane to make the turn that it wanted to at the intersection. Like, basic stuff that I haven't seen issues with in a long time. Um, obviously, it's fixable because it was fine in the last build. Um, and then for me, probably the biggest one was it had a hard time with semi trucks on two lane highways in a way that it never has before. Um, and that was a new one. Yeah, I found uh, semi its behavior around semis changed as soon as we switched over to vision. Um, it, it's much more like skittish Sensitive, around. Yeah. yeah. Um, if, if it's coming toward you, it scoots over. If you're alongside it, it scoots away. Like it's, it's definitely, um, reacting differently now that now that we switch to vision but, but your point about the uh lane change mistakes i've had that quite a bit and i actually noticed it before this build i, I noticed it in the nines i'm not sure exactly when but um i was on a road one of the road trips that i was on i was in unfamiliar territory so i didn't know what lane i was supposed to be in i'm just following the nav and it put me in the wrong lane several times so i had a th i don't know if that's maps or or what but it, it it wasn't it wasn't a thing before but it is a thing yeah hey guys so um yeah this build for me has been you know it's not been like mind-blowing i mean honestly so i mean it's just it's a step it would be like a 9.3 release in my opinion like other testers have said um but for me, it's actually taking roundabouts and rotaries through Midtown that it hasn't done since pretty much like build four, you know, last year, probably November is when it was doing roundabouts and then it stopped for months. Uh, so that's kind of like a big deal. It's, it's able to traverse Midtown for the most part. I think I've only disengaged maybe like two times on my last drive. Um, the amount of disengagements I have have just significantly reduced almost to nothing now. Um, but the big issues I have with it has been map data. Like Kim saying, it keeps putting me in the wrong lane and it's all related to map data. So it'll, the nav will say turn left here when it's actually a right-hand turn and it's all improperly coded map data. Um, I've tweeted about this to say, to ask Elon to make nav not be the deciding factor of how it turns and vision should be like, okay, here's a right-hand lane, turn on this right-hand lane. Um, but, Overall, it's just totally improving for me, though. Uh, talking about map data, I, I remember coming across a tweet from K10 that mentioned that she was like, uh, I think it was the Nike campus or something, and a road had was still on the map, but was not in real life. And Vision actually navigated it pretty well. Is, is
Yeah, that's that's funny. You're speaking about that, Alex. I was just thinking that as Brandon was uh, relaying his his experiences. Yeah. So the the Nike campus had just like laid down right on the asphalt. They probably dug it up, but put put just greenery right down where you would have taken a left to like this road. And so it, it let me go quite a quite a fast speed because that was a speed limit, ironically, in that in that parking lot. But it, to the end of that road, uh, and you were supposed to take a left, and there you can't. There's nothing there, but you can go right. And so the car kind of hesitated, and then just started going right because that's the way the vision let it go. So I thought that was that was pretty impressive. Instead of like doing a steering wheel, like take over, something's wrong, it actually just went down the road. And it tried to navigate a different direction all the way back to that road, which would have me leave the campus and go back on the main road. But yeah, that's true. I actually had this happen today and I was going to post a clip um, of it on Twitter because I I actually tried my rotary again today for the first time. Um, on beta and it's under construction. So it, there's like, it's a mess, like torn up um, barrels, cones, like I, humans are going to have a hard time with this thing. But my car pretty much successfully did the roundabout, which it hasn't done in a while. And it did it under these, those conditions. But as soon as I ed- exited the roundabout, I was supposed to go on this like sort of uh, soft right into a parking lot of a shopping center. Um, it what it's not a light, it's not a an intersection. It's just you can take this kind of you know exit to get go to this intersection or uh, shopping center. But because of this construction, that road doesn't exist anymore. It's like dirt and there are cones or barrels there now. And the navigation had me going on that road, but my car saw it slowed down like what's going on here and then continued past it and rerouted and i i was fully expecting it to freak out and not know not know what to do and tell me to take over like it does when it doesn't follow the navigation but it handled it normal that's interesting omar uh and welcome raj uh omar what's been your experience and how much have you been driving it in the past Okay, so maybe we'll, we'll skip ahead. Raj, everybody's been saying uh, that maybe it's not like version 10. Maybe it's more looks like version 9.3. Has this been your experience? I'd have to say from, yeah, from my experience, I'd say this is a, yeah, I, I think when we're looking at big version step changes like 9 to 10, I, I think as as an audience, right, we're looking for, um, like a significant visual improvement as well. Um, I think behind the scenes, there's a lot that got updated here because, I mean, the assertiveness on turns is like just amazing. To watch this vehicle, what used to be done before was like the whole creeping and peeking and taking forever. And, and many times it was me swearing, going, just go. It's 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 open you have an opportunity and now it just it does that go the go that i usually jam on the accelerator it's doing that on its own and at some points i'm like whoa wow that was very assertive so that's that's like the i don't know if it's the region but it sounds like uh what raj's experience is similar to me yeah i've heard a lot about this where basically san francisco california like the the beta testers are having 
I don't know if it's because there's way more of you there, so helping train the neural net, or is it because other streets uh, in the U.S., as Kim was mentioning, are much older and like designed very differently? What are your guys' take on this? Is this like region-specific type uh, situation problem that just like more training on these streets will? I mean, you that the software is a bit over-indexed for San Francisco because exactly that. Go ahead. Yeah. No, that's, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He tweeted it. And he tweeted it because of a ride that I went on with Omar. I Because I said to Omar, oh my God, your car is like night and day compared to my car. Uh, and and what it was doing, I mean, you know, San Francisco is, is a grid, you know, but, you know, compared to my where I live. Um, but we were going on some like kind of weird, crazy roads, like going into parks and, you know, like not on the regular roadways. Um, and it was handling it fine. But even on the regular roadways, it's a totally different set of problems than what I have with the really super steep inclines and, you know, obstructed views from parallel parked cars while you're on a super steep hill. And um, it was completely different. And so uh, Omar tweeted it and Elon responded that they are overfit for the Bay Area. So that I think it is a regional thing. I think that they ha just have a lot more data there. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it shows me, it showed me like what I have to look forward to. Like it, like it can be. So basically also. Yeah, like... I do think there is a saturation issue, you know, in California, like I could be driving down the street and there's five Teslas that just drive right by me. I mean, we have definitely a saturation issue in California and that's probably why the data set is so accurate here. So maybe like the button could help solve that, uh, getting people across the country to to get to beta test also and provide like data. Is this something you guys are are hoping for or are still skittish about? Let's say you had to do the pull the trigger on the button. Uh, how would how do you? Well, the, the button definition has changed just to be clear for the 77 people in here. Elon's been pretty clear that it's a opt in request button right now. So. Um, I think if we're talking about the button at the opt-in request, we wouldn't know how many people they're accepting. But I'm an advocate of more people driving safely to gather more data, because that's the only way to solve this, if they have the team to process it. But that's the question that I don't know the answer. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's going to be one of those things that it's a tough challenge, because like they, they'll have people hit the button, and they want to get more people in. But there'll still be a level of you need to keep this in the private beta so that people are understanding the seriousness and signing something saying, yes, they will take all these precautions uh, because it, it's got to get to a, re a really strong point before you hand it to people who are going to abuse it. And as we've seen by with the beta testers, people aren't abusing it. That's why bad things aren't happening. Yeah. And I think there needs to be some refinement, you know, like right now, like I feel like the turns are just way too aggressive. I mean, And when it makes like that right hand turn, it just like full on accelerates. And when you have a performance model, you're like pushed back on the seat. You know, it's kind of like out of control. I really think they need to tune it a little bit. So like if we're in a chill driving mode, it shouldn't accelerate so hard. If we're in sport mode, maybe accelerate faster. So they haven't done a lot of that comfort tuning yet. I don't think I think they're still trying to just make it drive. And I, I really hope that they do more comfort tuning for for. 
I totally agree. And um, I, I also, um, my, my thing is it needs to be more consistent. Like it, it can't, it can't make mistakes on basic things as much as it does currently um, before it goes to a much wider audience. And I agree, agree totally that it needs to be tuned and, and, and like little nuances need to be, you know, perfect. But, um, but I definitely think that it needs to get a little bit better. I'm not saying that it needs to be like navigate on autopilot level of better for it to be, you know, ready for the button, but it needs to be a little bit more consistent than it is right now. Because for me anyway, it's just, you know, one turn is great. The next one's a mess. So you know, and I'm not having, I have some turns that are aggressive, but I have others that it's still like kind of getting confused and slowing down and stopping in the middle of. So I just think it needs to. Yeah. I mean, I think if you think about it, we're about what a year and like five days or sorry, we're like, uh, what 11 months, um, and almost like a month away, a month and five days away from lapping when this thing was released. I think that's the reality. This is one of the hardest problems in the world to solve and we know it's probably going to happen it's going to happen it's just more of a matter of when and the fact that this is just going to take longer i do know with this uh, v10 that they did add you know a decent amount more people i don't know how many and it obviously makes sense uh to kind of going back to the you know some of the comments earlier that this is way bay area over indexed i mean a lot of their employees are still here most of the engineering department is still here that's not necessarily going to leave right so it makes sense that this area has so much more data than other parts of the country if not the world so um but yeah i I agree with um you know some of the other comments i think it's still going to be I, I still think it's a while. I mean, right. Cause if this is V10, um, you know, even V11 or V12, like if we're not making leaps and bounds ahead, these are just going to be slow iterations and we, we need, you know, big jumps really for a wider release in my opinion. I'm just wondering, uh, I've heard a lot of comments like tonight and outside of this about, you know, like over accelerating that Brandon was mentioning, uh, Kim was mentioning also like peaking a little too fast uh, do these type of behaviors end up being like dangerous or it's ba- basically you as the beta tester are not confident for the car to do that. But if you were driving, you might've had that behavior. Can you, do, do you know what I mean? It's like, sometimes we drive and we, we will peak and we're confident about what we're making. And because we are the one in control, uh, we feel confident about our abilities and what we're seeing, but because it's a machine doing it, uh, and we haven't built that trust like a 16 year old student driver, you know, we want them to go like slowly and, you know, show that they are, have the full control before basically driving like we might do as experienced drivers. So like, you know, for me, it's as if the FSD beta is driving on its own independent system rather than all the settings we have in our car. It's like, you know, people have different settings for their steering. You know, some people may have it in comfort. Some people may have it in sport. Uh, some people may have their driving mode in standard or comfort or um, sport or chill. And the FSD beta doesn't respect any of that. It's like driving on its own agenda. And, you know, sometimes it'll just floor it. I mean, like full on accelerate instantly up to speed. And other times it's like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And takes forever. And then we have to actually tap on the throttle. So like, I, I really would like them to integrate the 
software tuning and it's more just for comfort it's not about safety it's just like the comfort of the feeling of it I mean, a lot of my disengagements are because, you know, it's going to cut off another car. And and I don't know if it's going to actually do that or if it just looks like it is. But, you know, I think part of our responsibility as beta testers is to, you know, not be a jerk and, you know, not make the um, other drivers around you uncomfortable. And so, um, you know, that's part of, you know, why I get accused on YouTube of being too hard on beta, but, um, you know, I live, I live in a place where everything's super tight and there's lots of traffic and, you know, I, I mean, the Northeast is aggressive. I mean, we're aggressive drivers. So, you know, I, I don't think that I'm, um, you know, going too far when I, um, stop my car from going too fast, um, when it's trying to peek around a corner because it's sending the signal to the other driver that I might be going, he doesn't know what I'm doing. You know, and I don't know exactly what the car is doing either. And I don't want to find out. So, so I stopped it, you know, so I, I just think that, um, you know, it needs to, it needs to learn um, to be a little more chill in that particular um, scenario. Hey, Kim, I'm going to defend you here. You don't need to apologize for how you drive your car, regardless of this testing process. <laughs> That's your car, your comfort zone, your safety your town, you know, F all those people that are giving you criticism yeah. on that. Drive your car. Forget even FSD beta. Just drive your car the way you would drive it. Thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been rough ever since that article. It's been it's my my. Yeah, I get the comment all the time. Why are you driving a performance model and you're always in chill mode? Well, you know what? I like a fast car, but I also like to drive kind of chill, you know, like it's not my fault. Let's just. Being in chill mode for like FSD beta, that totally makes sense to me. Like I wouldn't want to be in support mode all the time for that. Is it doesn't I think I may be. I think I may single-handedly be the reason why all the pullouts are so brutal because I don't think I've ever turned ludicrous mode off or not put the pedal down all the way when taking off. So I may have been the one responsible for mistraining the neural net on these Yeah, and someone started cutting across, like when you jump on an, uh, a highway. I think people, see, I don't cross the lines. And I remember like maybe the fourth or fifth baby in, they started just crossing the line every single time. It started taking the curve really wide. And that must be from someone. Yeah, I always take the on-ramps and the curves like I'm on a racetrack. So I do exactly that. I go super wide because I'm like, by the time I'm coming around the curve, I'm doing like 100, 110. Uh, yeah, no, I really, I literally drive like it's a race. Yeah, I've never driven in Chillman. No, I probably should, though, Brandon. I mean, it is a good idea because I think Elon was stating that, you know, they're going to really send it so there's different modes on it. So we probably should be testing. Brandon, I'm with you. Hey, you know, I got 50,000 miles out of my first set of performance tires. So, like, I'm. So maybe we could. Maybe we could open it up to Q&A. So I'm just going to give a few instructions first. So if you want to ask questions, you, you, you have a telephone icon at the bottom in your tray, and you will become like a caller. And when you're up, you just have to unmute your mic. 
So if anybody have questions for our beta testers, and feel free to call in right now. And Omar, we haven't heard from you. Come on. No, I think Omar might be busy. <laughs> okay, so let's take the first caller, and that'll be Michael. Michael, unmute. You're up. Hi, thanks for, uh, for taking my call. Um, so it's interesting listening to you uh, talk about how you're concerned about how other drivers perceive you. I'm wondering, do you have any placards like a uh, the proverbial 16-year-old driver that you were uh, referring to to indicate to other drivers that you are beta testing this software? I don't, but somebody does. Do you, you guys remember who it is? Somebody in our group has a, a, a funny, like, I don't know if it's a student driver magnet or what. Oh, wasn't that Aloha a Tesla? Wasn't that Aloha Tesla? I have no idea if you say so. But, yeah, somebody does. I, You know, it's not a bad idea. Like, I kind of want it because, like, all, my car will randomly turn on the turn signal just randomly as I'm driving. And it would be kind of nice to be like, you know what? It's not me playing tricks on I saw somebody made a FSD um, student driver with the uh, AI robot, like, picture. So I think someone's selling it out. Do you have any follow-up questions, Michael? No, that's it. This is my first time on the app, so it's an enjoyable to listen to you. Thanks a lot. So anybody else, if you want to call in, don't hesitate. Uh, press the telephone icon, uh, and the beta testers will answer your questions. Here we go. We have Walker. Hello, Walker. Hey, guys. Um, so, yeah, I'm just curious. Um, I'm thinking... Uh, most of you have had the beta for a while. We're coming up on a year now. Um, so I'm just curious, as far as like each iteration after each update, how fast is it improving? Was it like the first updates were like a little bit better and then they were getting better and better at an incremental rate? Or is it they're just, I know I've heard this uh, two steps forward, one step back, but just wondering if you guys could kind of touch on that and then maybe follow up um how how soon do you think it could be at a place for a regular person to just click the request button and get the beta? So who's going to field this question? I don't want to dump. I'll, I'll chime in. It's fine. I think that the incremental progress is measurable when you when you look back over the old videos. Uh, if you've got kids, it's like watching your kids grow. You can't see it all ha happen at the same time. Um, it, it, it's an iteration. I think the testers and all of it, and I fall victim to this, get jaded with the speed of progress mostly because we deal with the repercussions of Elon's hype, and the hype never meets everyone's expectations, it seems, and we kind of get beat up when it doesn't. I don't know. It's not our fault, but somehow we're not delivering what he's promising. Um, I am a believer that everyone will get FSD in its current configuration with its current cameras. I think we're probably going to have a driver in the seat. That's my own personal opinion on that. We don't need to go into that here unless somebody wants to talk about it. I think that uh, the button 
is probably not going to be the way it's going to be delivered. I think the button is going to be an EAP access group. I think it's going to be a switch that they upload on version 11 or version 12 or whatever version it is. And I hope it's early next year. I don't think it's going to be by the end of this year. Yeah, I, I kind of see it going to the EAP next um, as well. And I think that that's been, I think Elon's kind of walked back the button a little bit. Um, I feel like that, you know, it, maybe Chuck mentioned that it's an opt-in now. That doesn't mean that you, you can push the button. That doesn't mean you're going to get it. Um, but I think that I think that it's probably going to go to the EAP next a, as the larger group. And then after that, like after it gets a little bit better, it might go to other other people. Um, what was the other part of the question? I'm sorry, I don't remember. Just kind of curious of like, obviously, the way the, the AI should work is the more people that use it and the more data they collect, the the faster the curve of improvement should be. Um, so yeah, just kind of curious if you're noticing that each update, is it significantly better than the previous or is it kind of like, a? Oh, right. Um, yeah. So I definitely think it's the two steps forward, one step back. And, you know, you have to remember they kind of threw everything out the window and started over when we switched over to vision, you know? So I think we were making improvements and then, you know, we didn't get all those updates for months because they were rewriting everything. I think is, I mean, I don't know if I'm explaining it correctly, but essentially they were starting over, I think is the gist of it. And so, you know, now we're starting again with um, vision and they have a whole new set of, of things that they need to work out. So, um, so if we were on a trajectory before, I feel like it definitely got kind of, you know, slowed down when they when they switch to vision and now we need to you know look for it to start going back up again um so i think that people kind of need to remember that and kind of forgive tesla a little bit you know for um you know the delay because there's a reason for it they kind of started over yeah and you know my opinion about the delay too is I, i've been thinking a lot about this and i think a lot of it had to do with the timing of the plan coming out because we had such like a big gap of updates i mean i think it was like almost six months at one point but we started getting updates right after the plat event and that kind of makes me feel like they were they've been trying to work on so many different things like v11 with the new interface on the plaid models that don't exist on any other models yet they're working on fsd beta and they're still working on general release software with all those features so like you know we just got car wash mode and um the auto dim mirror, we can talk about that off now. So we didn't have that before. So I think they're working on so many different things simultaneously. Um, but now that the beta is widening, I think it's going to accelerate quite rapidly, like past early access programs have. So uh, my feeling is it's going to be end of year that it's going to be at least the majority of people have it. But from Well, and when are we getting Dojo? I mean, that's, I, I'm kind of like not expecting any giant leaps forward until that. You know, I'm kind of thinking RoboTaxi is going to be the, the key for Dojo. I think when we see Dojo is where we're going to see RoboTaxi and that whole app and the fleet requesting. I think Dojo is going to be the processing and maybe that's going to be the, the fallback failover processing. So like if there's a situation that maybe your car um, runs into a particular sign that it's not sure of, it can go up to Dojo. Dojo will like go down with the car and say, oh no, turn here. 
I mean, maybe they're going to use it for like overriding or monitoring the entire fleet. Who knows? I'll be curious, like once the beta button does come out, uh, it'll be interesting to see if, you know, they start pushing out updates more often than just like the typical two weeks or twice per month that they've been doing right now. I'm sure they will. Yeah, from what I understood, like Dojo is basically just for the training. So it's, I, I think it will accelerate the updates from like two weeks, maybe to like two days. This is where, where it's heading. I, yeah. I, I don't feel like there's going to be any sort of edge computing or cloud computing to, de- to help you like decipher a sign. I, I'd be very surprised about that. But that's just. It, but, the, but the Dojo it will accelerate the training, right? Oh, Which yeah. will accelerate it getting better. Like, I, I don't expect it to get like super crazy better um, fast, as fast anyway, as when as it will when we get Dojo. I just feel like with the more information it's fed, obviously, like the better it will get. Like they have a computer simulation to like, like hone in on those margin errors or those edge cases. So I would assume if more people are driving it, that there would be more information for it to like replicate if they needed to. So I would think. Yeah. Uh, From the software development cycle phase, I, I don't think there's an app in the world that's worth updating every few days. I think it's too much risk uh, for change. I think Dojo will will speed up training of large amounts of data collected from large amounts of cars, but it would surprise me if update cycles change from Tesla's historical update cycle of every few weeks, um, whether it be one to three or to four, I I think that's probably going to be consistent. I think Dojo will just allow it to handle a lot more data for training, but to me, it it doesn't make any sense to update any software, whether it be something on your iPhone or a a computer or Mac at at the day level. I think it's too hard for a yeah, day would definitely be hard. I would love. It's too unfortunate that I mean, people who are in the Tesla beta program for other things couldn't speak up and state like their their past like experience. Yeah, I, I think Chuck makes a very valid point here. Uh, also, they want to test it out internally before uh, dropping the updates. So yeah, I think maybe this is what we're looking at. Maybe updates regular two weeks, but being able to handle way more training data and getting this, uh, them, them being less rushed internally to bring out a, a new update. So giving them like maybe a whole week or more to test it internally. You know, something we need to remember too is that the, um, there was an article, was it Sawyer you published about the FSD beta or the FSD take rate? Um, that take rate, I mean, it's pretty small if you look at the overall fleet size. Um, and if those are the people that are going to be getting the FSD beta, because it's not going to be people that don't have FSD. So the data set is going to be pretty small. You know, if you look at that percentage, was it like 14% or something like that? Um, yeah, in China, it's like 2%. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm really curious, like, if if the point of this whole program is for people to see us driving with it, and increase the take rate, which is going to increase the data set. Um, I'm just really curious, like how that's going to affect, you know, what we're going to. See. I think once like the actual software gets expanded to more other cars, then people, I think people will become more and more convinced, and they'll, you know, they'll fork up that tank here, whatever it'll end up being, because yeah, 14 is kind of low right now, but I think people are just waiting for more features. And Tesla's hiring a bunch more ADAS testers, right? Internationally. Yep. Yeah. Last I heard, um, I think 350 got approved like a few, a couple months ago for Europe. 
Uh, we have been, we've had Noah waiting patiently uh, to ask his question. Can you, you guys, can, if, if it's a uh, bad volume, then just let me know. But um, just along the lines of what you guys were talking about, when it comes to, to, you know, labeling this data and kind of actually making use of the data, do you guys have a sense of how much of the data that's coming from your vehicles is actually being like taken into account versus ADAS testers? Because I figure if they could get the same rich data that they're getting from ADAS testers from everyone, then it would be much more appealing for them to, you know, continue expanding. But the sense I get is that ADAS testers, because I mean, that's their job is labeling, triaging, all that stuff. Um, their data is probably a lot more rich and their data probably gets taken into account more than yours. So do you guys have a sense of how much of your vehicle's feedback is really going to improve the system pre-Dojo, assuming after Dojo, that it'll take that information and do things automatically? They don't tell us any of that. I don't know. Does anybody have anything to say? I mean, I feel like they keep us in the dark on that stuff. I know that when they want certain things, they have said, you know, send us, you know, timestamps of this particular um, scenario that you have pointed out, but they don't really give us any information. I feel like it's like akin to training guide dogs for the blind, like they're giving us a dog maybe that has an issue. and. <laughs> The more I think about it and the way they communicate with their ADAS drivers and versus us, I think we are a liability for them to communicate to us directly, honestly. I think that we're this weird group that honestly the press loves to grab a hold of, but if something happens, I think they want complete, you know, deniability if they can have it. I, I, that's what I'm starting to think. They've been so hands-off communicating about this to us. There's something else going on there. I feel like that's the sense I get too. just, you know, with the volume of people they're hiring. Um, if you guys could give that same rich data to them, then what would be the purpose of hiring all those people when you could roll it out to these testers for free? So like at no cost to Tesla um, because they've already paid for FSD. And then just the other question I had from listening to what you guys were saying earlier about semi trucks. Um, currently in Navigator and Autopilot, when you're kind of encountering semi trucks, um, sometimes, you know, the vehicle... If it's going to change a lane, it'll it'll go over and then it'll like it'll see a truck coming, but the truck's really not in the way. It's like two lanes over and it'll like stop the lane change, stuff like that. Um, and that's on obviously the pre-vision version um, that we have in our cars right now. Um, but you guys are saying you're encountering issues with semi-trucks and FSD data. Do you think that once the stack is in use on the highway and not just city streets, that we're going to see problems with semi-trucks? Uh, on the highway, or do you think it'll be better than the current Navigator and Autopilot issues that I've heard of people encountering and I personally? You know, that's like a hard one because like, I don't ha really have anything specific with like semi-trucks. I just have issues with like vehicles in general. I mean, it's like sometimes if I go to make a lane change, if it can't really clearly see because it's too dark or something like that, it'll sometimes abort and go back into my lane. Um, and it has nothing to do with a semi-truck or not. It's just like, it's just sometimes too dark to see correctly or the the road, the lane markings aren't clear enough and it can't differentiate like where the edge of that car is sometimes because the roads aren't clearly marked. So 
like I don't really have any particular issue with like semi trucks. It, it's just like I I found it more in regards to shadows. Like the time of day has to do a lot with what I encounter and the um, how bright the lane lines are. Like if they're faded or worn out, my car has a lot harder time. Um, and I'll get the red hands like take over kind of thing. Um, and shadows I notice has been like what's tripping up the car quite a bit bit of time. It's like if there's a, a shadow with a cone or a shadow of a truck or a car, it'll sometimes think the width of the car is larger than it really is. So um, for me, it's been just like. Yeah, fair enough. Totally. And then one other question I was going to ask as well, if I can not forget. Um, I completely forgot what I was going to say. That's not been important. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Michael has another question. Go back. Michael, you're up. Hi there. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking about another question I uh, want to run by you. <clears throat> As a software developer, I'm uh, often uh, constrained with trying to manage technical debt and uh, the depreciation of software, and that has its own outside uh, motivators. Uh, just by changing to full vision, uh, I would imagine that would have accrued a lot of technical debt. Do you think that the uh, movement from version 9 to 10 may indicate some of that technical debt was accounted for. So anything that may have been used from the old uh, sensors is now out of the system. And if you're experiencing somewhat similar results, that that's actually probably a good thing. That's an interesting take. We, we know they've been rewriting the whole stack and they're still, it's not done yet. So it, there might be some leaps and bounds coming forward. And that might give what we've been hearing today a pretty consistent feeling that this does not feel like 10, feels more like 9.3. But like behind the scenes in the stack, maybe there's a lot of this uh, junk has been cleared out. And it just needs to refine. I, they did this mostly, Elon explained that basically they were stuck in a local uh, maximum and that they they weren't moving away from that so maybe this is what uh what you're referring to does that sound about yeah possibly so this could be uh perhaps exactly what they were hoping for that now that they've got their rewrite a lot of the technical debt cleared out and uh a, a clear path uh, path forward that uh, as long as nobody is uh, reporting any major issues with it then that's a good indication for them that they could go ahead and move forward Yeah, and we have Earl with us. Welcome, Earl. We were, I was losing hope. <laughs> That's uh, what I was waiting so for. So how, how was your experience? Uh, you had like five and a half days with it. Um, a lot of people were saying, you know, I, I think, I don't know if you heard this, but it doesn't feel like 10, feels more like a 9.3 version. What's been Yeah, that's, um, can you hear me okay? Yeah. I would say uh, that that was um, exactly how I felt about it, too. It does feel like a 9.3. Um, just about any FSD update has usually been kind of some steps forward and step backwards. And uh, this one seemed to be about the same, where it's doing some pretty 
amazing superhuman things at times. You're very impressed, definitely some progress. And it seems to have regressed in some areas too, where it's doing things that harken back to earlier versions, um, kind of making some really curious choices. Uh, I've definitely been a lot more alert with this version. Uh, 9.2, I felt was very usable for my day-to-day -day life and my work commute. Uh, it's pretty much worked for me. Uh, but now I find myself kind of watching it more, taking some interventions. And I have been trying to push it harder too, though. I've been trying to find different routes and head into a little more traffic and a little more turns. So that's probably part of it too. But um, overall progress. I mean, I, I just feel like since I first came on board last year, um, the amount of progress has just been astounding. So I, I know they'll get there. But uh, yeah, I, this definitely wasn't... Um, sit down in version 10 and and have my mind blown and feel like uh it's a it's a big step compared to the other version but definitely keep going in the right direction we have noah back for all right yeah i remember what i was going to ask um when you guys were talking earlier about uh, expanding and kind of the risks that come with that for tesla and how almost the testers are a liability in a way um, do you think that uh, the driver monitoring that's now in FSD beta and rolled out to public vehicles, do you think Tesla could roll out FSD beta with that active, knowing that, um, you know, it, it can prevent a lot of this silly stuff we see on TikTok and, and YouTube, stupid things where people are sitting in the back or doing their makeup or sleeping or things like that, right? So if, let's say the camera was covered, FSD wouldn't even engage or uh, something along those lines. Do you guys think that could work as a way to uh, kind of be a fail-safe in a further expansion? Yeah. I'm so I totally think that's exactly what they're going to do with it. Yeah, I think that's exactly what their plan is. And right now, I think right they're doing a lot of uh, internal analytics on that camera data. I think they turned it on in the fall for us. I wasn't doing anything but collecting data, um, but I do think that it would be prudent for them to enable it for people that had FSD beta enabled, um, not to cover it up, but to leave it, you know, visible uh, for that. I think that would be. Yeah, I agree that that's what they're doing. It does have uh, an issue with the older SNXs that don't have that camera and the older cars that don't. So there is a, a group that doesn't have it. Uh, and it does have limitations at night, so it's not a fail-safe. Um, but I think the more they can do with it. And we have Tess Latino, who's just back from Canaveral, as joining us. How are you doing? Uh... Hello, everyone. I'm doing well, thank you. So, yeah, I got to ask you the same question. I don't know when you jumped in, but a lot of uh, beta testers, your fellow beta testers have said that not, version 10 feels more like a 9.3. What has been your experience with it in the last, like, five and a half? Um, I think I have to agree. It's, um, it's different. It, it's different, but not that different in many areas. Uh, the areas where it is very different, uh, I think, are significant, like um, how more confident it accelerates out, out of turns, uh, crossing into perpendicular roads, and things like that. But <clears throat> it's not, 
I th I think I was expecting what I have right now. Uh, knowing knowing what we know since you know a year almost a year ago, we got the first um, uh, batch or uh, deployment. Uh, so I wouldn't say that uh, it's uh, a shift to um, almost ready, right? Uh, I think it's very similar to the previous 9.2 uh, with definite improvements, some regressions. But uh, what surprises me is that <clears throat> I don't seem to be having any issues controlling it unless I let it, unless I wanted to do something like sometimes there are no cars around and I let it be a little bit naughty, right? Because there's no cars or any risk around. Like if it if it kind of zigzags a little bit, taking in, into a turn. Uh, but when there's a lot of traffic around me uh, or people or anything like that, I, I don't let it go beyond, say, like a couple of inches away from where it's supposed to go because I'm always, you know, kind of holding the wheel. So um, in that sense, I still feel safe using it. Uh, I think it's a bit of an exaggeration. The people that don't have it that that think it's super risky, it's because they're not using it. Uh, and uh, everyone that's here that has it pretty much knows that we're in control all the time. So I think that's very important for people to understand because the the people that want Tesla to fail are being very clever, uh, making it seem like it's so, so much worse than what it is. I I, I agree with that, by the way. Hello, Tesla Tino. How are you? Um, hey, Earl. <laughs> and uh, I, I think what gets misleading in the videos is people like to show it kind of failing or doing different things, and you get the impression that it's kind of this wild ride, but so much of beta testing is so boring. And I feel like using the software for so long now, I very often know when it's going to screw up before it does you're coming up to a situation like, this is gonna be a little tough for it. You're ready for it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I haven't felt in danger or like I'm endangering anyone else. I mean, I'm fully in control of the car, um, which I think you fi figure out pretty quickly. And kind of back to that question about monitoring. I think if you just drive it a few times, you're very aware that you need to pay attention on beta. And I, I don't find that to be a big stumbling block for um, people getting this eventually. I think it needs to be a little bit better, but I'm not as worried about the driver monitoring part because you're, you're going to know that you need to pay. Brings up. Yeah, I want to I support, support Roth in his comment and make another point that I've, I think is important, is that uh, the small group of public beta testers that you know we're all selected for various reasons, most of which we're not because we're good drivers. Uh, I, I'm not in the social media crowd necessarily like many others are that had a presence, um, but it, we're not a select group that we're picked because we drive well. We're a small group that we're picked because of a different reason, probably PR, but anyone out there could drive FSD. The problem with giving it to everyone is you increase the risk by numbers and statistically something else is going to happen that they couldn't manage. So I think it's important for everyone to realize that we're not special. We're just a small group. Anyone could have been picked for this. We just happen to be in that small group. And as they expand the group, just be due diligent and, and, and be careful and, and, and learn to drive like we did uh, through trial by fire. I think the key was trust. A lot of people in this group Tesla has a long history with knows and trusts. 
and knows that we're not people who are going to get this and use it to to get clout to throw the brand under the bus. I thought uh, we were picked. I agree. I, I was just I was just going to say that Eli. Um, I think it's also very very important to understand that a lot of that is you know part of the reason the the mutual trust uh, that many of us have between Tesla and us. Uh, but there are, you know, just to be fair, there are some people that don't have a close relationship with Tesla as well that are doing a really good job, uh, you know, providing feedback to, to Tesla because uh, I don't know the ratio uh, between everyone that's here on the call, but my ratio in terms of how, how much I test versus how much I show is insanely um, different to what people see. Like, I probably only have published about 30, maybe around 30 videos or so of FSD beta. I've done multiple hundreds of drives. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in it for the work. I'm in it to help. I'm not in it for the content. I have a day job and I don't go out of my way um, to, to make videos, to make, you know, $10 or something or whatever it is. So, um, I just wanted to put that out there because uh, uh, we are doing it because we love to do it. We love to help. And now I know that people that don't have it that also want to help are anxious to get it. And personally, I w wish more people had it because uh, I, I, I feel the, the heat from from all angles, even though I don't have a lot of content out there. Uh, I like to show um, the good more than the bad, but I showed the bad and, I'm and I am responsible on the way I show it. Yeah, that's a good point uh, to, to bring up that you guys are not, th this is work. Like these drives are not getting you faster to where you're going. Uh, and it's, it, it's actually you doing Tesla a great service by testing this out and actually publicizing it on social media. But I'm wondering also, are you still enjoying yourself, even though it's a lot of responsibility and it's trust-based and all these things? Do you guys still enjoy doing this? Yeah, so uh, I actually was going to touch on that point. And um, I, yesterday, well, the day before yesterday at night, very late at night, I had my car drive me from South Florida all the way to Cape Canaveral. And I had only three interventions, I think it was. Uh, I'm sorry, disengagements. Um, and granted, most of the drive was on, on the highway. But even on the highway, you have to, you know, pay attention and, and whatnot. And even though it's not part of the FSD beta, full stack, we did get uh, uh, information from the AP team that we can report, that we should report anything that goes wrong. And I think the reason why they want us to report anything that's wrong on the highway is because they are taking, they, they're taking the steps to make the highway stack better, right? So I put probably about between 500 and 600 miles, somewhere in between, in just, you know, 48 hours uh, on the car. And my car uploaded a ton of data, even though I didn't have a lot of disengagements. Um, I used it on the city here to get on the highway. And when I got to Cape Canaveral and to another point where I needed to charge, I also used it. I used it all the time and on my way back as well. Um, so uh, we're putting in the work. We're trying to make it better. And I hope it works out rather sooner than later. And yes, to answer your question, I love it. What about the other beta testers? Are you having fun even though it's... Oh, it's a complete blast. I mean, uh, it does feel like work. It's, it's, a, it's a mix, but 
um, taking the car different places, seeing how it reacts after updates. It's just so fascinating just to kind of watch how it's learning, what it's doing differently. Um, and I, I find that to be exhilarating. So for that part, I, I'm very happy to have this and I hope everybody else can get it. Yeah, I find it exciting and a humbling privilege. I mean, it is it is history in the making. And I mean, it, it can be a nuisance when you're trying to get somewhere fast, but but I do feel like we're doing something good and it's not perfect all the time, but yeah, I, I do. Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely work um, at times, especially um, lately for me, but um, I do feel like it's really an honor. Um, and, you know, I got a DM from somebody the other day and it, it literally brought a tear to my eye because he was telling me that his father died when he was three in a car accident and that, um, you know, that, that the people like us, the beta testers in Tesla and like what they're trying to do is going to end traffic accidents. And if it could just save one more death that his life would have been completely different and he would have remembered his father's laugh and he would have gotten his instructions from his father on how to do things and how to play. I mean, it was just, he went into this long, you know, just very touching note. And he thanked me, which, you know, we're just like one teeny little part of this, by the way. But just to be able to be even involved in um, in bringing autonomous cars into the future is such an honor. And then to hear stories like that to where, you know, we're going to end car accidents like the tesla is going to hopefully like solve human drivers and you know that won't be a reason that a son loses his father you know it's just you know it's it's a lot and it's really yeah i think you know kim just kind of piggybacking off of that you know it's uh it is kind of interesting to look at it bigger picture which you know to be completely honest i didn't look at it at the very beginning and realize just how impactful it is what we're doing, you know, like when we get to the status of autonomous cars where it's just second nature and they're common, um, you know, to look back and be like, hey, we were there at the very beginning training this system to be what it is today. And I, what I think is incredible is like, you know, I don't do it a lot with other people in the car, but my daughter knows. And for her to ask me from the back seat, are you driving? or is the car driving is just mind blowing to think of it at that level. Like she's seeing this and I'm helping develop what is probably going to be the norm for her when it comes time for her. It's sort of interesting to like take into account that like, or think about like Raj, your, your, your daughter, you know, or your, your kids, like they won't really, probably by the time they end up driving they won't really be driving because everything will just probably be self-driving by then so they may not experience it like you did exactly that that's that's how i look at it all the time is like man i mean if we are this far like if you just you know we talk about these incremental updates and oh now it can turn better and this and that but if you look at it on how much we've achieved in just a year now my daughter's four so you know she's got at least you know 12 years um left but like if we've done this in one year dude in 12 years just imagine where we'll be you know and, and if tesla continues this rate of innovation oh yeah 
Absolutely. The the cars that'll be there when she's ready to drive are just going to be totally different. And we have Ricky, who's been waiting patiently in the caller queue. Ricky, if you have a question, comment. Not so much a question, um, more of a comment to anybody that puts their content out for everyone to see. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I understand that there's a lot of neg- negativity that can come at you. Um, I'd pretty much just like to reiterate what that guy sent you, the DM message, Kim. Um, it's, it, it's, it's for some of us, it's the only access that we actually have to the program, but also I believe in product feedback and as an investor, it's important to me to see what it can and can't do. But as just a, somebody who's interested in everything, what you guys are doing, it, it means something to some of us. So even though there's probably a, your social media is going to show you a lot of negativity, way over the good probably but there's a lot of us out there who probably don't comment or like or something like that as much as we should and you know we, we just want i want you to know that you're pro- there's probably a lot more love out there for what you guys are doing than you probably even know thank you yeah. thank you to to reiterate on what raj just said my son is 10 and he thinks that he will not be driving himself and he's mentioned to us lately he was like i would still like to learn how to drive <laughs> so, i mean that to me just blows my mind that he thinks that so i sort of want to ask this just to the whole group in general you know we're about a month away from fsd beta coming out about a year ago so where do you see everything sort of a year from now Wow. So you heard my point of view. I, I think the V11, FSD beta, I think it's going to all be code merged by the holiday. I think we're gonna, it's going to be out by the holiday. But, but the question was a year from now. So I'm like all in hardware for Cybertruck, two different versions. We got a hardware three release. We got a hardware four release. And FSD has been fully deployed to everybody that paid for it with the current hardware version they have probably going to have some limitations. There may be some confirmations and some things in some places. Who knows if they can solve that in the next year. But if not, I bet they deploy it with confirmations. And I think it's so hard to say because, you know, uh, like when is the next version going to be the big leap? And what's that big leap going to be? Yeah, there's a lot of variables for sure. Yeah, I agree. It's really it's really hard to say because it's so software based. You know, I think about where they came within the last, you know, less than a year. They came so far and there was a pretty big desert in between where we didn't even get updates. And now they're back up and running um, through version nine. They gave us updates and then through 10. So um, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm very hopeful. I feel like progress is accelerating. Yeah, the the comment is always like two step forward, one step back, but that's actually equates to one step forward. So you know, maybe the steps are going to get larger and uh, get get better progress. I, I I'm also curious where we'll be at by the end of the year. 
I'm hoping with the event, the AI event they had, that they do hire a bunch more hirees that would would help with the team. And so we'll see more progress just because of the talent that comes on. But I, I want to say, Alex, thank you and everyone for hosting the room, but I have to get going. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I want to thank everybody, K10, and everybody who joined, taking your time to share your experiences with us. It's Absolutely. very much a... Bye, Chris. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I got to drop off, too. I'm actually in Santa Monica. I drove to FSC Beta all the way from Northern California to Southern California. Okay, so we're, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, I want to thank everybody again for, for showing up. I just want to mention, uh, you probably don't want to miss a room that we have tomorrow uh, with Eli Burton. And it's right now it's scheduled. It's tomorrow at 7 p.m. Pacific time, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time about his amazing, his epic acquisition of a Tesla Roadster uh, serial number 523 uh, for an NFT for God's sakes, an <laughs> NFT. Yeah. And I got tons of questions. I got a long <laughs> list, long as my arm. So, many. Yeah, so you probably don't want to miss that tomorrow. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Uh, subscribe to the show, to the pod. And yeah, we'll see you soon. And I'll just say thank Writing you all again to all the, all the FSD beta testers. What you guys do for the community is really invaluable. And, and for Tesla, obviously. And thank you for to all the subscribers of the X Pod channel. We're almost in the top ten um, of pods in this uh, app, so pretty cool. Nice, sweet. See everybody. Bye bye. Bye guys. Thank you. Bye everybody. Bye, everyone. Talk to you tomorrow. Good night. Yeah. Good night. Good night, everyone.